0: Good to see everybody today. Good to be here, and we are concluding our at the movies series uh, today. Um, it's been awesome to kind of go over uh, some some movies and see what they have to tell us about the stories have to tell us about faith. Um, week one we started with Miracle. Um, I, I talked about the, the U.S. hockey team and how they defeated the giant of the Soviet Union hockey team and what, that, what the do's and don'ts of for taking down a giant in your life are. Um, Pastor Brandon Pine came the week after, and he talked about spirit-led evangelism, and he talked about Star Wars and how the Jedis couldn't do what they did, couldn't do what they needed to do without the force, and we can't do what we need to do without the Holy Spirit. And um, last week, Brian McDowell, he talked about the right stuff um, and, and, and kind of talked about running the race to win the prize and not giving up. And this week, we're going to hear from Pastor Jason, um, and, and he's going to be sharing with us from the movie Sister Act. And, and I love this series because um, I, think, I think if Jesus was... Uh, a pastor of a church today, I think he would do an At the movie series. This is why. In Mark chapter 4, verse 33 and 34, it says this. With many similar parables, Jesus spoke the word to them as much as they could understand. He did not say anything to the public without using a parable. But when he was alone with his disciples, he explained everything. So a parable is a made-up story to communicate the truth of, stri- of Scripture, and that's what movies are. They're made up stories. Now, not all movies are, are, have the purpose of trying to communicate scripture, but we can pull biblical principles from those. And that's what At the Movies is all about. And so, with f- no further ado, I want to invite Pastor Jason up. Give it up for Pastor Jason as he comes up.
1: Good morning, Anchor Church. Good morning. So glad everybody's here. Ooh, we got like a packed house today. I see we got some special guests and all kinds of stuff going on this morning. Well, if you don't know who I am, I'm the youth pastor here at Acre Church, Pastor Jason Pilgrim. My wife, Desiree, and I, we work with the youth group. We've just gotten back from our vacation to Mississippi to see my mom. We do that every summer because we're school teachers, so we use that summertime to definitely go and spend some time with her. And as uh, Pastor Ryan has mentioned, while we've been away, you guys have been doing the At the Movie series. So you've had three great sermons. And now you're going to hear from me. So we'll see how that goes this morning. Um, Pastor Ryan did mention that with this series, you know, it, we want to have a little bit of fun with it. You know, we're, we're, uh, and if you know me and you've hung out with me at any point in time, you know, I also want to have fun as well. So and you could tell by my choice of movie, Sister Act, it's the only comedy movie choice out of the whole sermon series. So haha, you see how it's going to be. All right. You see how it's going to be before we can get started. So, before we dive in, before we get deep into this, I just need to make a confession. I need to go full disclosure. I'm not a fan of the popped corn. That's just me. It's my personal opinion. It's my personal palate choices. I'm not a fan of the popcorn. I'll eat a couple of handfuls of it, and then it starts tasting like... Salty paper, I don't know, like there's just something about it, it gets in your teeth, there's always like that half-pop seed that gets in there and it's like you got a pebble in your mouth, you know, what am I going to do with this? So, um, I'm not a fan of the popcorn. Probably part of it had to do with growing up, my family was very anti-salt, anti-butter, so we were the unsalted popcorn people and it just is white burn stuff. So I was just like, no thanks, but um, I'm not a fan of the popcorn. So God in his infinite wisdom, because he loves me so much, my wife loves popcorn. And I mean, she loves it. I'm talking about she loves it. You can't have like a month go by without her wanting some popcorn. And now that we're getting older and she's getting crazier, I mean, great. Um, She likes to buy popcorn of different flavors, right? You know, she's obviously, movie theater butter is like the go-to. But we were in the store a couple months ago, and they had unicorn-themed kettle corn there. And I'm like, and she's like, let's get it. And I'm literally, I looked at her. And I'm like, why? Like, who's going to eat this? I'll eat it. Okay, well, when are you going to eat it? Because, you know, we don't just randomly start eating popcorn. When we do movie nights, we don't do those. So I don't know when, when she was magically thinking this movie night was going to happen. Oh, I'll just go to my sister's house. We'll do movie nights there. We'll eat it there. And I'm like, okay. So clearly at this point, I'm realizing that this unicorn kettle popcorn is not going to go back on the shelf. So I kind of smile like this. I put on an act, and I say, sure, honey, let's get the popcorn. Go ahead and put it in the buggy. But isn't it like that sometimes, though, husbands? I know you're thinking about some crazy stuff right now. I don't want to get you in trouble. But isn't isn't it like that sometimes in life? You know, we put on an act, like, I mean... I go to Thanksgiving too, right, with my family members, and I'm like, yeah, on Bertha we really like that casserole. You know, it's great. You know, or at Christmas time, you, know, you get that one gift, and you're like, yeah, this uh, weird colored thing really does match my eyes. I can't wait to regift it. Like, you know, like you you put on an act. You know, at work you might be like, yeah, I love being here. This is the greatest place on earth. You know, or 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 heaven forbid, you put on an act when you come here at church. And that's what we're going to talk about today, because in this movie Sister Act, we're going to meet a lady, her name, well, she starts out as a fun-loving, spunky kid named Dolores Wilson, and she grows up into Dolores Van Cartier, a Reno sideshow lounge singer. And we have a picture of her uh, coming up in her glory singing her lounge show. Now, I have a special connection to this movie, because, again, my wife, um, has created this habit in my life where we have to go to sleep every night with some movie playing, and this is her go-to movie, one of her go-to movies for us falling asleep to. So I go to sleep with a Vegas sideshow act or a Reno sideshow act, I guess you know every night, but whatever. So um, I'm really familiar with with uh, this picture of Dolores Van Cartier, right? So she's up there and she's doing what she can, you know. She's a Reno sideshow lounge singer life is okay, right? Life's going pretty good. She's got a a boyfriend who happens to be a married mobster and in a fit of anger, she runs up to his office and witnesses a crime. And I'm talking about a big one, like a big crime that you need to get out of there or it's gonna happen to you as well. So she runs away from him, runs to the police, tells the police what's happened. And they're like, yes, we get a chance to bring down this mobster that we've been waiting for all these years. But we got to get to trial first, and here's a problem. You're going to have to go hide, and guess where they take her? You guessed it, a convent. I wouldn't put her in a convent. I wouldn't even think that ever, I, that wouldn't be the first thing that came come in my mind. But it's the first thing that came in their mind, because it would be totally out of Dolores Van Cartier's character to be in a convent. So that's why we get the movie title Sister Act. Because Dolores is gonna have to act like a nun. She's gonna have to act like a sister. And so because of that, I came up with a sermon title. And let me share that sermon title with you. Don't act, be transformed. Let's pray together. God, we love and we praise you. I thank you for today. I'm so glad that everyone's here at Anchor Church, God. And I know it's the At the Movie series and everybody's eating their popcorn right now. But God, I pray right now that you open up our ears, you open up our hearts, you open up our minds to hear what I believe are your words They're going to be spoken directly in their lives today. So, God, I pray for each and every one here. I pray for myself that I speak exactly what you put in my heart to say. We love and we praise you. Amen. Okay, so sister act. She's gonna have to act like a sister, Dolores is. And like I said already, this is a comedy movie. So you might be thinking, hold up, this is a comedy movie, and usually comedy movies go sideways, they get a little irreverent. And you might be thinking, what in the world kind of spiritual truths can we get out of this movie? I'm glad you asked, I'm glad you're here, because I'm about to lay some on you. Um, So get ready for that. The first one I want to lay on you is this, be transformed by Jesus. I have a clip that I want you to watch. Hold on a sec.
2: This is your cell, Mary Clarence. My what? Your cell. Your room.
3: Oh man. No wonder you waited till now to spring this on me. It's like a nightmare. Where's the rest of the furniture?
2: Our lives are simple. We have little need for material possessions.
3: This is out of the Stone Age. Where's the phone? Who would you call? I don't know. Satan? Your
2: cell is more than adequate.
3: Fine. What do we do now? Pray what? It's nine o'clock. Pleasant dreams. What? wait. Are you telling me
2: we go to bed by nine?
3: If I were you, I would use this
2: time to think about my life and its direction, or lack thereof.
3: There's nothing wrong with my life. You know, before I came here, I had a career, I had friends, I had clothing that fit. Before I came here, I was okay.
2: Oh, really? From what I've heard, your singing career was almost non-existent, and your married lover wants you dead. If you're fooling anyone, it is only yourself. God has
1: brought you here take the hint be transformed by Jesus the mother superior gives that last line at the end he said she says God has brought you here take the hint um this might be hard to believe for some of you but back I'm in high hard. school I joined the performing arts I joined our drama club I joined our drama classes so I was able to act in a couple of things now I was usually because of just I don't know my mediocre acting ability, I was placed kind of in the supporting role categories, and so I would do some backstage work and all that. But I did have some good highlights in my uh, young, thespian acting career. Um, I was a narrator in a a show about some Shakespeare complete works of William Shakespeare abridged. It's an irreverent play. Don't watch it. But as a teenager, you know, you can pull that kind of stuff off. And then um, Wizard of Oz came around and I don't sing, but they gave me the part of the, the guy at the gate, you know, the one that's like, that's a horse of a different color. That guy, that was me. So I was able to act in a few things in high school. And I learned really quickly a couple of things. I learned really quickly that the best actors are the ones who like become the characters that they want to betray or, or portray, not betray, who They want to be, they become the characters that they want to portray. Um, and then I also learned a couple other things. I can use my acting skills outside of the movie theater, right? Like, so when I'm in places that I don't want to be, I can put a smile on my face and act like everything's okay. Uh, When I'm with people and they're doing things that I don't want to be doing, I can just put a smile on and be like, it's okay. I won't do it, but it's okay. I'm here right along with them. That was Dolores' excuse. She just said, hey, my life was okay. My life is okay. Um, And I think sometimes we think that our lives are okay, right? And, and how, how would I think that, you know, our lives are okay? You can hear it in a greeting, you know, someone asks you, hey, how are you doing? I'm okay, you know, or or, or, well, hey, how do you feel right now? Oh, well, I feel okay, the temperature's fine, it's not too hot, not too cold, I'm doing okay. Here's the thing though, guys, God didn't call you to just be okay, right? God didn't call you, he didn't transform your life, he didn't save you for you just to be okay. Um, Romans chapter 12 and verse 2, the Apostle Paul wrote in uh, his letter to the Romans, he said, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's why I called my sermon today, Don't Act. Be transformed. You don't have to act like everything's okay. You don't have to come to church and be like, okay, I'll act like I'm a Christian, or I'll act like a church person, or I'll act like a good person. You can literally have an opportunity for Jesus to transform your life, and you don't have to be okay anymore. Even at church, sometimes I think like we settle for okay. We come in here. We sit down, we greet each other, we listen to the sermon, we clap our hands, and we go home, we close our eyes, you know, when it's time to pray like a good church person's supposed to do, and then we go home, and we're just doing okay. But we don't have to do that. God has called for us to be transformed. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17, the apostle Paul wrote this to it in a different letter. He said, this means, talking about that transformation that Jesus can bring in your life, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. Let me encourage you with this today. Don't live an okay life. Don't live an okay life. I was reading in a book uh, by Zig Ziglar, and he made a comment. He was talking about like you know when when God transforms your lives, when you follow God closely, you can live that better than good life. And he actually said that you know when people ask him how he was doing, that's how he would respond. I'm doing better than good. And so I've tried to kind of incorporate that in my greetings as well. And I'm still working on that, but I know that God is the source. God is my source. He's the one that transforms my life. So I don't have to just live that okay life anymore i don't have to act i can be transformed but not only do i understand that i can be transformed in jesus but there's another spiritual truth that i think that comes out in this movie and if you've seen the movie before you probably get a little bit of it transform people become worshipers we've got another clip for you to watch
3: so mary clarence you think you can do better I believe I'd like to see that. Go ahead, sister. Make them sing. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Where are the bases? Oh, you should be over here. Uh, And in the Altos? Where are you? Just want you join them, and sopranos, where are you? Oh, you've got to come down this way. All right, uh, basses, I-, I want you to give me a D. Altos, I want you to do a third above that. Give me an F sharp, and sopranos, uh, give me an A. Let me have Sestalma play it one time so we all know what we're going to do, and and we'll go from there. Sister, will you give me those uh, notes, please? Okay. On three. One, two, three. Okay, very, very nice. Sister, what, would, you, would you come over here, please? Just slide right in here for me, please. Right, right here. Um, that's a powerful instrument you Thank have you. there. <laughs> But I think it's probably a good idea if we bring you down out of the rafters. I mean, everybody wants to be close to God. I'm just not sure you can do it vocally. Okay, so I need you to sing an octave below where you've been singing. And Sister Mary Robert, could you could you come stand over here, please? Yeah, come on over. I noticed that uh, you're moving your mouth, but nothing's coming out. So I'd like to just hear you by yourself, if you don't mind. Sister Alma, could you give me an A, please? Alma! Check your battery. Give me an A, please. Okay, (laughs) wait. Um, try this. Close your eyes. Visualize yourself in a room full of people, lots of silverware, people dropping stuff, talking loud, drunks, women with, with trays going, what are you going to have? <laughs> your voice has to carry over the din. You have to get up over all of that to be heard in the back of the room where I'm sitting, listening, straining to hear you, okay? <laughs> Keep that in your mind when we do this. Sister? that an a with an attitude that's what you need you have to put attitude in what you're saying you have to think about what you're singing it's not just quacking this is this is rejoicing you are singing to the lord
1: this is rejoicing, you are singing to the Lord. Transform people, become worshipers. See, Dolores loved to sing. It was her job, it was her work, right? You know, she's doing it in Reno, she's performing, and as they've already said, she's, she's a great singer, but no one really cares. Like, her career is going nowhere. No one's really listening to her at all. But somehow, through the course of this act of being a nun, she's starting to transform herself a little bit, and now she's learned something. It's not just work, like this singing that I love to do. It's not just work anymore. It's going to become worship. It's going to become worship. Um, She loved to sing, but she's looking at it differently. It becomes worship. Now, I looked up the meaning of the word worship, and worship is a verb, which means to honor or show reverence for as a divine being or supernatural power. So um, worship isn't just something that we do because we don't have anything else to do, but worship is what we do because we're transformed. Uh, The book of Psalms chapter 95 has a couple of verses that I wanna read to you. And in Psalms 95, it says, come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. For the Lord is the great God, the great King above all gods. In his hand are the depths of the earth and the mountain peaks belong to him. The sea is his for he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Come let us bow down and worship, let us kneel before the Lord our maker, for he is our God and we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. See God made me, God saved me, God transformed me, and now he leads me in my life. So because of that, I'm transformed. A transformed person becomes a worshiper. And so because I've been transformed by him and because he leads me, then I worship him because of what he did, but I also worship him because of who he is. That psalm I just read told you a lot of things about who he is. He made you. He made the earth. He made the heavens. He did all that. And he can transform your life. And once you live that transformed life, then you can become a worshiper of his. See, in this movie that we had, Dolores was just thought she'd pretend to be a nun for a little bit. She just thought she'd be a sister for a little bit, and everything would go away. She could go back and doing the the trial and she'd go back to her old life. But the problem is is that the trial got put off for a little bit. So she had to stay at the convent longer. But the pro- but what really happened is like Mother Superior said, God put you here. So she starts seeing how things are transforming in her life. It's not just a work anymore. Singing isn't just her work, it becomes her worship. She leads this terrible choir and they become an awesome powerhouse of worship. So much so that the Pope is scheduled to come to their church to hear them perform. And now like she's so into this, she's so into being Mary Clarence, the choir leader, that when the police call her and say, hey, your trial can be tomorrow, I can come get you today. They go, wait, I can't can't leave now. They need me here. They need me here at the convent. So we see here this transformation that happened in Mary Clarence's life. And just like that, God can transform your life and then a transformed person can become a worshiper as well. But there's one more spiritual truth that I think we can get out of this movie. And it's this, don't be afraid to worship out loud. Let me show you the final clip. Whoa. afraid to worship out loud. Um, I got the idea for this point. Um, we actually were at youth camp just a couple weeks ago, and the speaker at youth camp was talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and he made a comment during that, a thought that I had heard before, but it you know just kind of hit me. He was like, look, you know, you'll know, you never receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit unless you're willing to pray out loud. And then I thought about it, wait a minute, like it's not just... I mean, yeah, that would work. You know, praying out loud is something that probably we should be okay with doing. We should be comfortable with doing. It's not just like sit quietly while somebody else prays all the time. But then I thought about it. Wait a minute. The same thing applies for worship. You know, like, yeah, we can sing the songs. You know, when they're up here, we can sing the songs, the words on the screen, all that kind of good stuff. But I don't know if you noticed, but every like worship song comes built in with just music. Just like music plays, it's like da-da-da-da. And while I could use that time to be like, wow, what a great guitar solo, or ha, look at that. The music is beautiful. There's a little bit more of an intention and a purpose behind that. That's your time to worship, and that's your time to worship out loud. And you might be thinking, wait a minute, like, I don't do that. I didn't grow up doing that. My home church doesn't do that. Newsflash, this isn't your home church. So go for it. Do whatever you want to do. Like, worship out loud. Don't be afraid to worship out loud. So um, let me have a, a little scripture, right, to back this up. So Psalms 100 uh, Psalms 100, it's a very short psalm, and I actually would encourage it. I'm going to try my best to memorize it as well because it's this short. It's only five verses. Uh, but there's a little tagline that is included. In the Bible part, and I don't think it made it to the slide, but I'll go ahead and read it to you. It says, A psalm for giving grateful praise. So here's how the psalm goes it says, Shout for joy. Let me read that again. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Remember, don't be afraid to worship out loud. Worship the Lord with gladness, come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues throughout all generations. Now, look, I'm not saying that every time you're worshiping, you have to be screaming at the top of your lungs, but I am encouraging you. It might be something out of your comfort zone. It might be something you've never done before, but let me encourage you to worship out loud. And you might be thinking, Jason, why would I want to do that? You know, I don't want to look goofy or I don't want to look embarrassing or anything like that. But let me show you what can happen or let me explain to you, I guess, what can happen when you worship out loud. Worshiping out loud builds your gratitude. Again, because the music is playing and this is just you and God. And usually when it's just you and God, people go, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. All eyes are on me. No one's looking at you. Um, you know, what am I going to do right now? What can I say? Just tell God you're thankful. Thank him for X, Y, and Z. Thank him for loving you. Thank him for saving you. Thank him for your children. Thank him for your parents. Thank him for your past. Thank him for anything that can come to mind. So worshiping out loud builds your gratitude. Not only that, but worshiping out loud builds your faith. So like I've been thanking God so much, but guess what? Real life happens, and real life, yeah, I can live that better than good life, but that doesn't mean that bad things won't happen. So when those bad things happen, and I'm worshiping God, then I'm, and I remind myself of who God is, then I go, wait a minute, God, since you did all that that I just thanked you about, now I know that you can do this as well. And I know who to look to when those hard times come. Worshiping out loud can build your faith. Worshiping out loud connects you with God. And you might be thinking that's obvious, but sometimes we have to state the obvious. It connects you with God because guess who you're talking to? God. No one else. You're not talking to me. You're not talking to the worship team. You're not even talking to Pastor Ryan. You're talking directly to God. Worshiping out loud engages you in worship. As a school teacher, I can't stand it when my students are doing one of these. Because they're not engaged. But you can come to this church and you can do the same thing in worship time if you wanted to, but let me encourage you. Worship out loud. Engage yourself in worship because you're not just worshiping the worship band. You're not just worshiping a great sounding song. You're worshiping the God who just transformed your life. Worshiping out loud engages you in worship. And then also, worshiping out loud surrenders you to God. And we can do that by lifting our hands. You can do that by lifting your voices. You can surrender your life to God. And you might be thinking, well, I don't do that. I can't do that kind of stuff. I don't want anybody thinking anything weird about me. Well, football season's coming up. Are you going to do it then? You know, like, are you going to do it at your kids' high school football games or whatever, or your pro football games or whatever? Why not do it in church to the person who actually did something for you, right? He transformed your life. He died on the cross for your sins. He promises you so much. He brings you a life of joy and peace everlasting. Why not worship out loud for him? So one more point I want to make in the movie we obviously i couldn 't show you the whole entire movie because i 'd go to jail, but um, there is a part in the movie when they start doing this out loud worship, and like Sister Mary Clarence has taken over, and the church actually transforms the church transforms because people are coming. To hear not only the great music, but they're also coming because they want to be there, right? So could you imagine this room being filled with people who want to be here because they want to worship? Can you like imagine that with me for a second? And can you imagine not only like, oh, that's cool. There's people here. This place is packed. But can you imagine the life transformation that's happened in those people's lives to get them here and want to worship? So worship team, come on up. So you might be thinking, hold on, Jason. You know, you've been talking about worship. You've been talking about how we can transform our lives. And you're talking about how all this stuff can happen. Uh, Worship time's over, right? Like, we can't do that. I'll have to do that next Sunday. Wrong! We have got a couple of worship songs for you right now. And we're going to actually invite you to worship out loud with us right now. So can you stand with me, please? So... Again, this is a comedy movie, and we were looking through this comedy movie for all the spiritual truths that we could find. And right off the bat, I talked about how you can be transformed by Jesus. You know, maybe today you're thinking, I don't know if my life is transformed by Jesus. Or maybe you have asked Jesus in your heart, but you're like, wait a minute, I'm just doing okay, kind of like Dolores was doing. God didn't call you to just be okay. God called you to be transformed, you know, and sometimes it takes worshiping him in order to kind of realize the transforming power that I have, but also transformed people are worshipers. And let me encourage you, don't be afraid to worship out loud. They're not just songs, not. it's not just words on a screen. Take the time to sing the words, think about the words, and then worship out loud. Let God hear directly from you. We're going to play one song. I definitely encourage you to worship out loud with it. Then I'm going to come back after that song for just a couple of thought.